0: What up, fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, Deshaun Watson maybe a Miami Dolphin. We talk about the three-way trade, which sent Larry Nance to the Blazers. College football is back. J.K. Dobbins is out, as was Eagleson. Snapback fam, new app. The Baltimore Let's get it. Ravens
1: select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. His
0: own, all year, every year. Jackson, Jackson himself. Oh! He broke his head. For the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Bryant, put the jumper. He- oh, five! And the Lakers lead! Out. What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman. Joining me today, and as always, my co host and longtime best friend, Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today?
1: What up, Jackson? Uh you didn't reach out to me yesterday and wish me a happy half birthday. That's fine. Mm, I got over it. That yeah. that's on
0: me. I'm pretty good with that stuff, too.
1: Yeah, no, 25 and a half, it's, like, not really something you should forget when you've known someone for that amount of years. But, um, you know, I slept fine. So I'll put this one past me. I'll catch you at 26 and a half. But what else is on my mind is fantasy football. I have my first and biggest draft coming up in a few hours. We're recording on Sunday at, like, 12. My draft is at 3.30. And I hold the fourth overall pick in a full-point PPR league. Now, my extensive—obviously, you have you were never a huge fantasy guy, and then you teamed up with Underdog, and now it seems to me like your life is just fantasy, NFTs, and <laughs> unflavored unflavored steak. Um, so I hold the fourth overall pick. It's safe to say McCaffrey's going to go one. Yep. I want to assume that Alvin Kamara will be off the board no matter what. So th- that leaves me with this.
0: Wait, what I pick do you have?
1: Fourth. Fourth. Oh, okay. So I'm going to assume that Alvin Kamara is off the board. Where I struggle now is ranking these three in a PPR league. Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, and Ezekiel Elliott. I think that's my rankings. Cook, Henry, Elliott. But I wanted to get your thoughts because I was reading, which is where you know things are going down bad, and I'm reading about this Titans new offensive coordinator and how he likes to pass and all this. But then I think, how the hell do teams stack the box against Derrick Henry when they have Julio Jones and A.J. Brown on the outside? So Mm. I wanted to get your thoughts about really those four running backs, Kamara, Zeke, Derrick Henry, and Dalvin.
0: Okay. So just to give everyone, the listeners, an idea, on Thursday's podcast we are going to enter an underdog best ball mania draft Underdog is a best ball format, which means you draft 18 rounds. It automatically puts the players in. So the draft strategy is a little different than what you're doing, which is traditional redraft fantasy. But we'll be doing that on Thursday, which will have a ton more of fantasy advice. And like Abe and I love to do, we essentially, you know, we don't consider ourselves the smartest people in the world or the most knowledgeable people in the world. (laughs) But... We do take in a lot of information, and whether or not it's our own ideas, being able to kind of express them as our own, I think, has value. With that being said, because I we've partnered with Underdog, and now I'm in that world so much, I feel like I'm ten times the better fantasy player, and I am prepared to answer all of your questions. So, with But at that the same
1: be- time, I did see your tweet that your first best ball team that you drafted... Is probably your favorite, you would say, and yeah, you would, by accident. You, you would, so, that makes me think that I should draft wing a team it by myself if it's my first best ball.
0: So the funny part is, I like it because we were drafting in April, and so much stuff has changed. Meaning, a bunch of the players I got in the later rounds have moved up. For example, you draft Daryl Henderson in the fifteenth round. Now he's mm-hmm. a starting running back, thanks to Cam Baker. So that's a little bit to do with that. And look, just because you're the most educated and the most knowledgeable does not mean you're going to win, but it means your percentage and your edge will be higher. So I actually totally
1: think that's false. I think the less know you that, know, the better off you are.
0: That That's incorrect.
1: That's kind of how I've just been going about my life.
0: <laughs> and how are we doing up till this point? We're good? Uh, well, I and told a half? you
1: something off the air before we recorded, <laughs> so I guess guess
0: you can be the judge for yourself. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, the top five um, in the middle of the summer was going CMC, Cook, and then uh, Derrick Henry. Now Alvin Kamara is slotted into that number three back role. Reasons being, Taysom Hill, now not the QB1, which takes away red zone rushing touches. And you get Jameis, who is a more pass-happy quarterback who will then check the ball down. So his, oh, and the Saints staff hates Latavius Murray. Like, they don't even want him to be the backup after he's been the backup for a while. And it, uh, we think he's going to get a larger workload this season. So, Kamara is actually clearly running back three right now. I even took him running back two yesterday in a big dog draft, which on underdogs, 250 bucks entry, which is insane. But... <laughs> but... Uh no, I'm just trying to show I'm putting my money where yeah, my yeah, mouth you're trying is. Trying to show your wallet, yeah. Uh, yeah. but those th- so those three, it, whatever. CMC is one. You can go Kamara too, but Dalvin has been the consensus too. Now the question is, where's Henry? Where's Zeke? And then there's some other running backs. And so one of my buddies on Twitter, Matt F. The Oracle, kind of a ridiculous name, but um. He has Henry four and Aaron Jones fifth. So Jones, depending on if you're in a PPR league, he's good pass catching back. Can I stop you there? I'm
1: not
0: taking Aaron Jones. Okay, that's fair. Um, And then Zeke is like kind of TBD. So you're gonna get one of the top four backs. So I would go if you're left with Derrick Henry, you're left with Derrick Henry. I agree. I think he should be in for a massive year. Their offense should be incredible with those three weapons. People think that Henry's eventually going to hit that running back wall, which is, like, okay. you, you just can't it's have 2,000-yard like, well, 2, like, 2, seasons. It,
1: right. Let's call it what it is nowadays. It's the Daniel Sorensen year. Exactly. Yeah, it's when Daniel Sorensen figures you out. Luckily, Daniel Sorensen has his eyes set on Lamar Jackson in the That's running back true. committee and not Derek Henry. But, yeah, I think I'm pretty comfortable with taking Dalvin or Derrick Henry. When I think about Zeke, the reason I was very excited about Zeke is because Dak Prescott's coming back. Now, mm-hmm. it's no secret that Zeke had a down year last year, but that could be attributed to the fact that Dak was out. Now I'm a little scared with this Dak shoulder injury that mm-hmm. might that might linger all year, but my, my thought process was if Dak is back and he still has that mental block of the ankle, the foot, He's not going to be creating as much, and I think he's going to be throwing out of the backfield a lot more and using and relying on Zeke sort of as that security blanket.
0: Yeah, Zeke's an underrated pass-catching back. He doesn't get a ton of looks, but he actually can, so I agree with you. I do believe that that's not a bad idea, but... You know, we've seen his ADP average draft position drop.
1: Uh, don't don't dumb it down. Me. I,
0: no, for the for the listeners, you're smart. Yeah, okay, we don't yeah, know okay. how smart. I, I'm just making sure everyone knows. But the uh, all the pass catching options for the Cowboys have dropped a little. Dak stock as well as dropped. but there is upside in having Zeke as well. And a lot of people, the take on Henry, I guess to to finish that thought is they don't know they'd rather be a year early than a year late meaning they don't want to spend the 4th pick in the draft and this is the year he is only 1400 yards with 8 touchdowns and he performs like a mid-round second running and back and you have
1: to keep in mind Derrick Henry does not catch the ball
0: right he he's not a huge pass catching option and they like the backup this year it's a you know newer offense with Julio so th- there's question marks but as as every year what feels like the past five years they closed the season in houston and against jacksonville and you know those are your fantasy playoffs and he could easily run for 400 yards and four touchdowns in those two games
1: so give me your final list of kamara dalvin Derek, and zeke in a full point ppr league
0: full point ppr i personally am cmc i am cmc then i'm I, that's kamara. He wasn't on the list CMC Kamara, Dalvin, um, Travis Kelsey.
1: What, dude? You were just you just included two people that I didn't list.
0: I'm just saying I would rather have Kelsey than I would um, Derek Henry. How's with how how's scarce
1: that? running with how scarce running backs are in a 12 person league where there's such a big emphasis on having a running back given the lack of depth. At the position versus well, there's wide receiver not. That's position. the thing.
0: There's not necessarily a lack of depth at the running back position. There's just after the first twelve go, then you fall into this running back dead zone. Meaning, it's not that there won't be good points from that category. It's you don't know who just, it's going to be. Is it you're right? Is it going to be Sanders? Is it going to be Montgomery? Is it going to be now Gus Edwards? Is it going to be Mike Davis? Is it going to be Miles Gaskin? Right, like I'm sure two of those five will be running back ones that could have gone at the end of the first round. But the gap, equally important, Abe, is, like, think about not only the gap between Travis Kelsey and, like, the fourth tight end, TJ Hawkinson, who's coming off the board, but you're playing someone. The gap between Kelsey and tight end 11, like, Gerald Everett could be in for a big year, but, like, he's going to score 12 points a few times but have six points most weeks. And Kelsey's going to be a 15-point-plus every single week so the actual edge you're gaining, there there's definitely value. And then the only other thing is Darren Waller's I can't believe extra.
1: I'm letting you talk me into taking a tight end fourth overall.
0: I, it's a strategy, bro. It's a strategy.
1: Uh, my partner is not going to be happy when I bring that name up.
0: <laughs> but you see the logic. That's the thing. No,
1: no, for sure. I understand because tight ends realistically win you fantasy. It's like right. you have to find that type of hidden gem if you don't get the the Kelsey, the Kittle, or, well, the hidden gem was Darren Waller, but Mm -hmm. now he's not hidden gem. And it's like, you know what? Maybe Dallas Goddard's that guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He was being drafted super high earlier in the summer, and now they're like, okay, we pumped the brakes. I am confident
1: going into this draft with my minimal amount of research done. Um, Like I said, the less you know, the more you know.
0: Look, at worst, gonna, at worst you're going to at worst you're going to fall into Derrick Henry, which is fine. At best you go you go contrarian, take Kelsey at number 4, you go crazy, and you look like a genius when it works out.
1: All right, I'm in.
0: All right. Anyways, other GM moves in the real life world, Deshaun Watson, apparently, allegedly I guess he's going to Miami. I mean, that, that is that
1: word allegedly has uh, stuck yeah. with Deshaun Watson for a while
0: now. Yeah, it has. It's it's not good, and we're not going to touch on any of that stuff because I I have no clue. Everything he's been accused of, it sounds like he should be in jail, but uh, let the justice system kind of run its course, I guess. But on the football field, Deshaun Watson, Texans looking for three first, two seconds. And that was the rumor. And there was no mention of Tua. There was no mention of anything else. It it sounds like the Eagles are out, or Watson would not waive his trade clause to go no, to no, Philly.
1: We chose. We, we chose.
0: Mm, I don't know if that's what's being reported, but whatever helps anyone sleep at night. And then sure. Car- Carolina pulled out as well. So it sounds like Miami's the only suitor. And there was zero mention of whether Tua would be included. It's kind of assumed he would be. And now people are saying, well, if you were going to give up that much plus Tua, why not just trade all that for Trey Lance, for Justin Fields? You feel that way. You
1: didn't didn't even have to trade for one of those guys. My view on it is as such. If Deshaun Watson goes to the Dolphins, they are a – it's the Chiefs in a category of their own in the AFC. And then you kind of have that cluster – of other teams that could, if they if the path falls correctly, they could go to the Super Bowl, right? You have the Ravens, you have the Bills, um, you have the Raiders, as usual. <laughs> and, and it's just, so you make that move 10 times out of 10. But what I struggle to wrap my head around is, if you were going to give up Tua, why give up all of those picks and um, give up Tua when you could have drafted a guy kept the picks and then unloaded Tua for more picks. And it's it's not that they're trading for they're trading for a top let's call it seven quarterback without even thinking off the top of my head. But nobody knows how this whole thing is going to play out with this legal situation. Like who knows if he's playing? If he let's say he's suspended I don't know, 8 to 10 games this year and the Dolphins trade for him. That's a year of his window. That's a year of the Dolphins Super Bowl window out the door. Now they're they're a little bit of a younger team and have built but it's like you if you're trading for a guy like Deshaun Watson, you better be sure that you can go and win a Super Bowl right now. And they can if he's on the field. It's just how do you trade for a guy that's getting investigated? But from I, I think
0: f- I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that any team who's going to make the trade will know the answer to that question, I, at least for the sake of this conversation. You're giving GMs
1: a lot, a lot of credit.
0: I, for that much draft capital, you know, what's funny is if the Texans were floating him and being like, you know what, we'll do it today if it's just two firsts and one second, and then it's like, oh, do we take the risk? Maybe he's only out for a year, you know, like at that point, but they're still asking for his complete value, which makes me think you're only going to do that if you are assured he will be fine, he will be cleared, he can play, and everything is all right in the world. I disagree with the sentiment of whatever, just draft one of the top quarterbacks. You had the number six pick. But the problem is no one, not even Trey Lance, not even Trevor Lawrence, will be Deshaun Watson in the next 24 months. So to answer the question of like, why would you do all that and give up Tua? It's to get the guy right now, a top not top seven. The number seven quarterback in the NFL. Which, by the way, it does put him in that category. But it Number
1: does... seven? I'm trying to think. Mahomes. Yeah.
0: Mahomes, Rodgers, jo- Brady, Wilson. Josh Allen, Lamar, and Russ, I think, are the six ahead of him.
1: I mean... We're not going to sit here and argue to Sean Watson or Lamar, but I understand why you view that the way you do. That's why I said top seven. I think you can put him anywhere between five. Do
0: you think seven. the Lamar disrespect will stop at any point?
1: Um, I mean, it's in his control. You know what I mean?
0: But but he's all he's done in his career is, is have an eighty a seventy four percent win percentage, won a unanimous MVP. Like I, I understand is, the play. You play, have his, you have, but you
1: have I, his win percentage in the regular season? Do you have it? Just by, you might not have it handy, but do you have his playoff win percentage?
0: His playoff win percentage would be twenty five percent. Gotcha.
1: I didn't know. If but he had that but stat. that's
0: the thing. Like I don't I don't understand Deshaun. It's not like Deshaun Watson has any playoff wins. Like he has a single yeah, he got, one.
1: He got poked in the eye and threw a touchdown. Jo- that's good Josh,
0: for one win. Josh Allen has two playoff wins. Like that's the thing. I don't get. It's as simple as like he just doesn't do it the way Pete. So I guess the answer is no. He has to win a Super Bowl. But you know even if he won a Super Bowl, he would have to throw for 400 yards. Oh, you
1: know, if he, you know if he won the Super Bowl, we're still playing bingo.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. We'll have the bingo board ready. Lamar anyways, Jackson
1: bingo board is, like, truly one of my favorite games there are.
0: I'm, I'm glad that we created that before the last right. playoff game. Um, anyways, stock up, stock down. Stock up number one for me is football. Football is back. Preseason ends today. And we are, what's today, the 29th? We're like 11 or 12 days away from game one, Bucks versus Cowboys. I'm hype. I'm very hype. Wow.
1: I mean, how could you not be hype? I mean, easily stock up football. Uh, my first stock up is a boy by the name of Gavin Weir.
0: Did, mm. you, did
1: you catch this kid? I did. He played in for the South Dakota Little League World Series team. This guy was unbelievable now that's not to say that I, I couldn't get a hit off him because I a thousand percent could I don't care what you say he's 12 years old I could get a hit off him but he threw he struck out 114 of 132 batters has thrown two no well he's at his team is out now has thrown two no hitters in the League world series four in the whole summer and allowed one hit in eight games like I said I want to emphasize the fact that Gavin Ware if you're listening to this I will get a hit off of you. There's no doubt in my mind. Mm. But he kind of let his team, his his manager, kind of let his team down. Did you see how that all played out? I did not. They were up one nothing in a double elimination game. It was the last inning. Now keep in mind they're up one nothing, so you play to win the game no matter what. But they kept him in in the last inning to complete the no hitter and the complete game. However. That put him at the 65 pitch count. That made him ineligible to pitch in the championship game. The next round, Ooh. in which he didn't pitch, and they lost. Oh, um, so the manager was at a, in a sticky situation. Do I pull him and risk losing this game with a one-run lead in the last inning, or do I or do I play the long game and hope that I have him in? The championship game. And he the, gave the that, okay,
0: now I know, because he gave that whole motivational speech. He said, you get me through this, and we got a bunch of dogs who are going to win us the next game. Yeah, cap. Yeah, that's tough. So, so stock up him, but I guess stock down the coach on that call.
1: It's the old, uh, what's his name? Who was the manager? Kevin Cash, where he pulled Blake Snell? Yeah. Should have left him in. Should have left him in. So, stock Wait, up to Gavin. But you, we just, said, <laughs> you
0: just said they should have pulled him. <laughs> Yeah, it's the opposite situation. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right, my stock up number two is NFTs. Stephen Curry just bought an NFT. Not a Top Shot moment, but an NFT, which is hype. Um, And they released WNBA moments, and our aces have, like, three on Top Shot. So I'm going to hit the marketplace later. If
1: I was an NBA player, I would just start making my twitter profile just like random like microsoft word images of different animals and people just assume oh my god it's a new nft project we got to search the internet for it yes and just like blah like do nba players and athletes realize how easily they can fuck with the public
0: bro stephen curry bought a bored ape yacht club whatever and it spiked like fifty percent in price from like hundred twenty grand to like a like hundred. Athletes
1: day. with their platforms, I understand they want to use their platforms for good. They want to advocate for good causes and stuff like that. But you can fuck with so many people and just sit back and crack up at the internet bugging out about literally nothing. Yeah. Now, I, if I if I had that type of platform, I would use it for good. But if you don't think I would troll, then you don't know me.
0: I, I mean, what's the one thing I always say on this podcast? I want the blue check on Twitter for one reason and one reason only. I want to be the viral quote tweet guy. The guy who has four likes, a thousand replies, and 20,000 quote tweets. Goals, That's baby goals.
1: My second stop stop up is death, actually. Um, a report came out that eating hot dogs takes off 35 minutes of your life. Now, I don't know who calculated that or how they came about that number, but I don't view it as it takes 35 minutes off your life. I view it as I'm 35 minutes closer to the light. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Um, it's a dark way of looking at it, but it's there. And, um, RIP, our boy, Joey Chestnut, because if that, he died 75 years ago. Yeah. He was, I think he was before Christ we're going to have to do the math, but wow.
1: I would rather live to die than I'm trying to think of how to phrase this Then die to live. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I don't think it does. Sounded right. My point is, fuck you. I'm still gonna eat hot dogs. Yeah, I'm, and, gonna, and, and, have, and, I'm and, gonna have. I'm gonna have as well. Yes.
0: Yeah. No doubt. So stock so up. Stock down oh, to to that. Stock person. up, death, because
1: oh, I'll see you soon. Apparently.
0: Yeah. Stock down number one, LeBron James. Just it's it's Aww. getting it's getting sad at this point, Abe. If he doesn't win a title, he's got to build a super team. It's like his it's like his reflexive gene in his body. He just added Rajon Rondo, two-time NBA champion, one of the greatest playoff point guard performers of all time, to an already stacked Lakers team. Russell Westbrook, super team. Anthony Davis, super team. You know what, team.
1: Jack? Why don't you give Rob Palenka his his flowers? Why oh, I thought, I thought it was LeGM.
0: I thought it was LeGM.
1: No, no, no. It's Wash It's Wash King.
0: Okay. Wash King, Speaking fuel of which, to the fire. I
1: have, I have finally learned... What? How toxic LeBron stands are. Mm. I've never, I've never fully understood it because I'm one of them. I'm just not like as in your face as these people are. Mm. But I was just, I was just messing around. On, shut up. I was just messing around on Twitter, having a good time. LeBron cursed in a tweet, so I tweeted at him. I said, "This is an app for children." I had LeBron stands coming at me from the woodworks. And I went back at them saying, yes, now my nine-year-old daughter is running around screaming the F-bomb wearing a shirt that says Wash Queen. And they're calling me a bad parent and all this and how LeBron shouldn't parent my child and how I should get off Twitter and it isn't an app for children. Like, LeBron stands, I guess this includes myself, are some of the most triggered individuals I have ever encountered.
0: I am so pissed that we are not doing this on video today. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'll clip, I'll clip that audio, but man, yeah, they are. They are the most trigger-sensitive. They were
1: coming about my parenting ability, and you know what? Even though I'm not even a parent, I was still kind of offended. <laughs> like, my child is it will be here eventually, I hope. Yeah, Maybe I don't hope. I don't know. And they're already coming at my parenting abilities just because of a tweet at LeBron. Mm. It is just... I have never, and you've realized it just because you you poked the bear a lot with them just to get them going a little bit. But I've never done that. And I was just like in my goofball shit, and I did it, and I got scared. I don't think I'm ever going to do it again. Yeah, They're a scary group of individuals.
0: Yeah, the shitposting on Twitter has definitely taken to climb with the generation below us.
1: One Cleveland rapper called me a pervert.
0: Okay. I, don't even know I why. need to I need to see this thread. I didn't realize how out of hand it got. How many replies did there? No, there was, there was a different
1: thread. That was from this one thread of people just calling me a bad parent. And then this like Cleveland rapper or whatever went on all my tweets and called me a pervert, called wow. Actually, he came at you. He called you
0: lame. Wait, why?
1: I don't know. I posted a photo of me you and Devonte Smith and he put two clown emojis and wrote lames.
0: Oh, I see that. King Pete.
1: Yeah. Cleveland, uh, Cleveland
0: rap, rap. artist pin tweet has do, do,
1: do not do not do not push his his soundcloud right now jack
0: yeah no <laughs> no, no free right. pub for this guy no free pub. all right fair enough um yeah. wait wait what'd you write yes my nine-year-old daughter is on this app and is now running around the house screaming the f-bomb in a shirt that says <laughs> "Washed queen <laughs> oh my god they
1: did not like it um my first stock down is Chipotle. And this actually got some people mad on the internet, too. I tweeted last night that Chipotle is as average as ter- Teddy Bridgewater. And I think that is the most perfect food to NFL or athlete comparison ever. Like, Chipotle gets the job done no matter what. Not no matter what. Um, it's going to have good days. It's going to have bad days. But you just you do it because it's safe, right? I got Chipotle for dinner last night, and I'm eating it just as, like, I was, it was more eating to live, not living to eat. And I was just eating it. And I was just like, I am like not really enjoying this whatsoever. And it's just like kind of depressing. And it makes me think like maybe we should start comparing food to athletes.
0: I have always been on the Chipotle is overrated side. And I'm sure when I've said that in the past, because you were a hardcore Chipotle enthusiast. That's not
1: true. I had no choice.
0: I know, I know, but I'm saying you were like you did think it was kind of God. No, I truly
1: do think, I truly do think Chipotle was at its peak in like 2016.
0: Right, I was always like. I think it's a little overrated. I didn't get it that often, and now you can't even get it in New York. You get double meat with guac in New York. It's literally twenty dollars. It's not. It's not fast casual anymore. It's a legit whole freaking meal. Oh, um, dude,
1: I can I can teach a class on how to finesse prices at Chipotle,
0: bro. You can in New York. You just can't. There's no finessing.
1: The, well, I mean, the, the easy trick is like everyone knows
0: you ask for the meat and I then you they, say they, double. They everyone, knows then I everyone knows. Everyone knows that it.
1: And then you have to ask because they do put a shit ton of guac in there, and if you just say, "Can I just have like a, a half serving of guac?" They don't charge you for it.
0: But really? You still get a lot of guac. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But what happens, what happens? What happens if they the do? What happens if they do charge you? Then you only get half. You,
1: you hold the L. Hmm,
0: that seems like a gamble. I don't know if I'm willing to play. It, but um, all right, maybe we'll have to go through a line and you you teach me how to finesse. Uh, mm-hmm. Stockdale number two, the Sixers. Three way trade over the week: uh, Larry Markkinen to the Cavs. He also signed a four year, sixty eight million dollar extension. We'll talk about that in a second.
1: Let's talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Larry under uh, the radar. Derek Jones Jr. and picks goes to the Bulls for Laurie. And then the reason the Sixers are stocked down is because Larry Nance from the Cavs is headed to the Portland Trailblazers, and that is the move that Damian Lillard has wanted for his entire career. It is now a a super team that can rival the, the Warriors. It can rival the Clippers. It what? can rival did you just, the did you Lakers. Just say super team and Warriors. Larry Nance, CJ McCullum, and Damian Lillard. Watch out for the Blazers. Dame is staying home. Stock down Sixers.
1: I mean, listen, man. I get it. I understand. If you're Damian Lillard, you look at this roster. You see Chauncey Phillips, a new coach. You see um, Tony Snell. You see Tony mm. Zeller. You see Larry Nance, and you mm. think, let's see what let's see what uh, Chauncey Billups can do with this roster. So, <laughs> you know what I have to I have to give it to you right now that with that move and Larry Nance heading to Oregon, um, that's that's appealing to Dame, right? And uh, it's just upsetting to me. Yeah, but sorry. You know about what? It. Maybe maybe he he'll wipe his glasses, uh, he'll see the light a little bit, and he'll realize. Wait a fucking second. It's Larry Nance and Cody Zeller. Get me out of here. Nah, I don't think I I
0: see that happening.
1: If we're stocking down the Sixers, we might as well just stock down all of Philadelphia because my second stock down is the Phillies. (sighs) Two weeks ago, we were the best team in baseball, right? We won eight in a row. Uh, We were at the top of the NL East. And since then, have plummeted like the Titanic. And you know what? I saw a tweet, and it encompassed it all the time. You know how in NFL, um, sometimes the best team doesn't win each week. It's just not your week. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And sometimes I saw a tweet, you know, sometimes it's not your decade. And Mm. for the Phillies, this, you know, it just wasn't their decade. You know, they haven't made the playoffs since 2011, I believe. That's Um, insane to me. Yeah, yeah. After the dynasty they had for a few years, they haven't made the – they rebuild. They have a top – seven i believe payroll in the mlb and you know what sometimes the arizona diamondbacks have your number and that's just (laughs) you have to accept it and uh i really thought i was gonna get red october you would come to the bank get some rally towels get some glizzies um but holy shit do they stink
0: wow that's sad to hear and, and the, the Mets are in free fall. I feel like the Braves who well, lost... The Mets, are, Co- the Mets are just the Mets. Yeah, I feel like... Well, do you want to talk about the Yankees? We'll save it for the second half of the pot, but I think that could be a yeah. good topic. down Philadelphia, which is always a very fair down. We're going to take a quick break. After the break, college football is back. What? But so is the quarterback factor in Philly. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is hurt, and Cristiano Ronaldo makes a move for the ages. We'll be right back. All right, fam, we are back, and so is college football. Amateur athletics, Division One football, 11 v. 11 on the field. Well, uh, I
1: don't think we can call it amateur anymore. Doesn't you're amateur right. apply unpaid? Uh,
0: that's a great question. I, I don't know the answer to that question, actually. But what does
1: the NCAA stand for?
0: National, National Collegiate, Collegiate Athletics Athletic. Association. There you go. Oh,
1: there's no amateur in there? All right, never mind
0: yeah uh week zero as we discussed in the last podcast is now oh, complete shit. which leads us to week one five games in week zero illinois and love what's his name lovey lovey what lovey smith yeah, yeah. they what's beat the, ne- the super bowl yeah they beat nebraska 30 to 22 rex that game grossman <laughs> yeah rex grossman devin hester took back the opening kickoff mm-hmm. um Nebraska, who used to be like a powerhouse or like the biggest joke in college football, which is sad, but Illinois, who used to be the biggest joke, now are one and zero, which is exciting. Uh, are the they star- one
1: and zero, or are they zero and zero? Cause it that's a good zero.
0: question. They're not zero and one. I think you can lose week zero. I don't know if it counts as a win. Um, but the game started with the safety. Then a touchdown with a missed extra point. Then a field goal, which is as glorious as football could begin. And then the over-under in the game was 52-and-a-half. Nebraska scores with 247 on the clock. Goes to kick the extra point to cut it to seven. Off the upright, game goes under by a half point. And you know what? If you took the over, I don't feel bad because clearly you're betting on an idiotic coach if you're down 14 with 247, you score a touchdown, you go for two. Especially in college, especially on the road, and especially with college kickers. So that's your own fault. You no,
1: know, I saw a an interview with Ron Rivera and they asked him about that like you're down 14, let's say 5 minutes left, you score a touchdown, you always go for two. And mm-hmm. he said no. Every situation is different. Like nope. if you're if you're playing an offense that is just like you're playing a Chiefs type offense that's going to score then maybe you don't maybe you don't do it but if you're playing a team that's Well if the team you,
0: well if the team you're playing against scores the game's over.
1: True. But if the defense is I don't know man there, I, I there's think there's no, no it's immune. math.
0: No, it's literal math.
1: And that's that's the problem, Jack. No. We have to take nerds away from sports.
0: No, no, no. This is actual math.
1: Uh, and that's why we don't like it.
0: Entirely. Anyways, game, <laughs> game number two, UConn, who the New York Times uh, declared 2020 national champions, although they did not play in 2020, loses 45-0. to zero. That that university is not a that football school. That is just school. the
1: epitome. Yeah, they haven't played football in how long or something?
0: Yeah, like 637 days, something like that. So
1: I, I was I was thinking about betting on this game, but I couldn't decide between rest versus rust. Oof. Um that yeah, that's well, you probably the score. biggest case of rest versus rust ever and in this case rust pre- rust prevailed.
0: Well, also oh. they stink. Did you did you factor that into who you were going to bet on?
1: Why would I ever do that?
0: Fair. Fair point. Why
1: would I ever do that? We got some good week 1 matchups though. Penn State heading to Wisconsin. Camp Randall, Texas in a ranked game. How the fuck is the University of Louisiana Lafayette ranked?
0: I think they're returning like all 22 starters or something. They had a pretty good squad last you year. You got
1: Indiana, Iowa, you got Alabama, Miami, and then you got the big one that could be a deciding factor down down the stretch is Clemson, Georgia.
0: You do. That, that I don't is think a- I
1: can sit here and give you a good analysis on that. Yeah, Other than I the can't. fact that I'm going to bet on Clemson.
0: How many uh, college football players could you name not on Penn State?
1: Spencer Rattler. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um,
0: Spencer you got like one more for me, right?
1: I got one more for you. Um, no. Wow. You know what? Wow. don't. No.
0: That's that's pretty crazy.
1: Uh, I could probably name you some. Of them. All right, let's let's
0: I, work on this. Alabama starring quarterback this year?
1: No, I'm trying to even cheat right now, and I can't even find him.
0: <laughs> it's Bryce Young.
1: Oh, oh, I know Bryce Young.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bryce Young. He, oh, then he, you have
1: a guy like you got guys like Elijah Crockett. You have Kamar Wheaton. You have Ja'Cory Brooks. Chris Heron Jr. Uh, Grant Krieger, Christian Leary. I know some players.
0: I actually don't even know what what were you even looking at there.
1: The Alabama roster.
0: Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say, like, if you actually know, go...
1: you know what a name I really do know. Yeah. General Booty.
0: <laughs> okay. I forget who he played about for. The De- De- Coldest Crawford.
1: Is he on LSU officially? Yeah. Okay. The De- coldest. The De- coldest to ever do All right. I'll In read.
0: Alabama. I'll read. I'll read these names. Maybe you match up the school for me. all right? Okay. Spencer Rattler. Oh, you. Bryce Young.
1: Alabama. Oh, wait. I know one. Who's the freaking Miami quarterback who went to Houston? De'Ara King.
0: Nice. Okay. He's there. Yep. Uh, DJ. I-, I can't pronounce his last name. but
1: Oh, that's the Clemson quarterback. Yep.
0: JT Daniels.
1: Ohio State quarterback.
0: Nope. Close.
1: I just assume every JT is on Ohio State. Yeah,
0: no. He's Georgia, so they face off in week one. Sam Howell. Hey, you know him, right? He's UNC's Nebraska? quarterback. He's got big like pro aspirations. Like Tate
1: Martell still has to be in college, right? Tate
0: Martell is in college. Uh, How he's the at. Fuck I think he's still in college. He's yeah. like
1: approaching like.
0: Um, <laughs> he's like twenty-eight. Years Perry old. Ellis. Yeah. yeah. No, Perry the actual Ellis, Perry, Perry Ellis is Nebraska's quarterback. Yesterday, freaking is
1: Martinez still on that. Yes,
0: team? bro. What in the world? That's what I'm saying. We're back. All right, let's do a clap.
1: That's
0: the same guy, no? All right. Um, yeah. Martinez. But wasn't one of them Taylor Martinez? And Three, now two, it's one. Adrian Martinez. I, I think maybe they're brothers. That's the only explanation. Yeah. I believe that's the case.
1: You. Brothers?
0: I posted the clip. I. Dude. So, Casey um, I saw Thompson a clip comes in for QB Sam. Down in no, Austin, Casey Thompson you like is the backup last that. year. Sam Ellinger gets hurt in the bowl game. End like of his career. Casey it. comes in, and I kid you not, I thought this kid, name? no, I know this kid has more arm talent and ability than Patrick Mahomes. Like, he, he, bro, it was the most disturbing throwing of the football. Like, so, obviously, Sam, who's a four-year starter, like, has a whole history of Texas. What? Like, whatever. He's a Texas legend for, for right or for wrong. He gets hurt in his last ever game, and people are, like, depressed. Within 22 minutes, we had forgotten all about Sam Ellinger. Like, I thought Casey Thompson was winning the Heisman. And then we're hearing that, okay, he's leading, the quarterback camp, whatever. And then and then it just started to leak that maybe Hudson Card, who will now be QB1, who was the number four re- QB recruit in the country a year ago. He redshirted last year. He's going to be the starter. And so I said, like, there's no way this kid's better than Casey.
1: Hudson Card is a, is a name that should be on the golf course. Yeah.
0: I don't know if it should be in the pocket. And... So then I'm like, all right, I'll give this kid a chance. If he beat out Mahomes, then he's probably pretty good. I I pull up the spring game footage. And bro, when I saw that throw, I was like I I have no words. I have absolutely no explanation. And look, I'm going to root for home. him. I hope he's awesome. But the the report is he's a bit skittish in the pocket. He he like he played wide receiver. He played wide receiver in high school, so his pocket presence is like his first instinct is if his read isn't open, he wants to get out of the pocket so he doesn't get sacked and like he gets nervous back there. And he's a young guy. What does that mean? Now the flip. I don't know how much you know about Steve Sarkeesian, but he was USC's coach. Uh, alcoholism. Yeah, that too. USC's coach with like Carson Palmer, and uh, then he. Took Jake Locker to the NFL. Then he was Alabama. Took Mac Jones and Tua and all that. So he's a, so he's supposedly the QB whisperer, and everyone's like, "You gotta trust him. You gotta trust." Him. I'm like, "Bro, look at this. I'll send you the clips later." Casey Thompson against Colorado was more impressive than Pat Mahomes.
1: So you're a little you're a little more bullish on Board AP club than you are Texas football.
0: That's right now. That's Safe correct.
1: To say? Okay, you know what? Speaking
0: you know what? of QB factories, though. Oh, yeah. The Eagles?
1: Oh, yeah. The swaggiest, the swaggiest, hands down, quarterback room in the country. And that includes college as well. Wow. The NFL. The Eagles trade a six-round pick. They reunite. Some, like, director of player personnel is Jacksonville's old, where he drafted yep. Minshew. We bring Minshew mania to Philly, man. And you know what? He'll be QB, too. And, Jack, I know you think Flacco is, but, brother... He is so bad.
0: <laughs> cap. He was
1: an cap, atrocity. Cap, cap. In the cap. in the preseason. Now it's not December. I'll wait for December football where Joe really it's really January shine, Joe. But need some. I feel you. January Joe. Um, but unbiasedly speaking, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Is this not a great move by the Eagles?
0: Um. Uh,
1: Relatively speaking, in hindsight, you're trading for a backup. So right. give a shit. But like, I think that's a great move.
0: Um, I don't think he's going to be QB two. He I, and
1: Jack, you, did, you didn't watch Flacco, I, man. I, he is.
0: I, I actually watched Joe Flacco for like literally my entire life.
1: Yes, about ten years. Ago. Yeah,
0: not. I saw him in the preseason. Three he looks like he's ready to go. No,
1: he did have an eighty touchdown. Which I want to start a petition. Not that all yards after catch should be negated for quarterback passing yards, but like those screen passes where the wide receiver just runs 1,000 miles an hour for 90 yards to the end zone, the fact that those are counted as touchdowns for the quarterback, like 85-yard touchdowns,
0: are just You sound like a boomer. You're
1: right. You're right. You're right. Thanks
0: for doing um, that. Joe is the lead. He'll be QB2. You have a swaggy QB room, and you guys will stink. Moving across the DMV to Baltimore, unfortunately, it looks like the Ravens have lost J.K. Dobbins for the year. The Ravens did extend their preseason win streak to 20 games. People were like, bro, that's what they get for playing their starters in the last game.
1: Truthfully, truthfully, I'm being honest, Jack, that's one of the nuttier stats in
0: sports. Are you ready for for my take then? Okay. Go ahead. The Ravens' twenty-game preseason win streak is more impressive than going undefeated in an NFL season.
1: Okay. I agree. Yeah. I agree, because there's no basis for winning preseason games. Like there, it, it's not a talent thing. Like the sp- like teams that are going to be great in the regular yep. season versus teams that are going to mm-hmm. be shit. The shit team is sometimes favored. Yep, and it's like. I, I am fully on board with that take. It is truly one of the more remarkable stats. Like, and
0: and I'll give you the break. That I don't know if I was anticipating you agreeing. I'm happy to hear you are on my side. But for those who are listening, are like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The, when the, no, when, when a the team goes undefeated, like
1: they're expected to be.
0: And good, and when the Patri- I use the Patriots as an example, right? The Patriots won 18 in a row that season before losing to the Giants. The Patriots had the best quarterback, the best coach the best defense, the best wide receiver. They had the best team every single game, right? Like that doesn't mean you're going to win them all, but they went in having the best team every single game, not to mention the continuity week to week. It's the same guys every single week playing in the same game. This, the Ravens, Last
1: that's five straight seasons of not losing a
0: preseason right. Game. The Ravens' last loss of preseason. And if only
1: you realize how much time that. If only you realize how much time that took in my head while you were well. To
0: well, the that. funny part is it's actually six because there was no preseason last year. But yes, five straight. <laughs> oh, <fun. laughs> um No, but you want to put it in more perspective. The last time the Ravens lost a preseason game was seven days before Lamar Jackson first started at Louisville.
1: That's not as cool as twenty. <laughs> it's just
0: bonkers. that's so long. That is so long. But yeah, you go week to week. Like some teams play their starters. Like it, it always just varies. And to have completely different teams every single week, every single quarter, is just nuts to win that many in a row. It's not impressive. It's it's yes, more it ridiculous, yes, in my is. opinion.
1: No. It's genuinely it's crazy. impressive. Um
0: but a lot of people are like, well, they played their starters and they shouldn't have done that. This was Lamar's first preseason game. This was Ronnie Stanley's first preseason, preseason game.
1: Wait a second. Trace didn't get Trace any is action hurt, yesterday? Bro.
0: Yeah, Trace oh, is okay. hurt. And Huntley has won QB, two. He's just been, like, off the charts. Like, like the most ridiculous quarterback of the preseason. He threw, for like, 303 touchdowns last night. Um, but... The reason why Dobbins played was because they wanted to get literally one drive with, you know, the first team offense. It was Ronnie Stanley's first game back from breaking his ankle. Lamar's first game back from COVID after not, you know, after leaving the playoff game with the concussion. And it's just unfortunate what happened. I feel awful for Dobbins. I thought he was going to have an awesome year. He's super fun to watch. Um, He had a tough playoff game. We were ready to watch him, you know, kind of bounce back. Everything he worked on over the summer. So I feel terrible. As for,
1: do you anticipate some type of free agent signing, some type of trade, or do you really think Lamar's ready to take that RB (laughs) one role and run with
0: it? So, so allegedly or apparently, we're looking into Todd Gurley. We have Justice Hill, who we spent a draft pick on a couple years ago. The two running backs in preseason were also awesome as well. So I think we'll we'll take a look. Duke Johnson's on the market. It's more so we need a pass catching back, Gus.
1: I was gonna say, can Gus, Gus catch ball? Gus is not off?
0: really a pass catching back, but
1: if your name, if your name is Gus Bus, yeah, you if get fed. If you are, if your nickname is anything related to a motor mm. vehicle, you can't yes.
0: catch the ball. No hands implied in that nickname, and but he, you know, he's the fifth ranked PFF running back. He's five point six yards per carry. Like in terms of actual football X's and O's, as much it, like it, I hate having to talk about it in this way. The the Dobbins injury is not relevant to the Ravens success this year. He's almost the most he's probably the most replaceable player on the entire roster. The only thing we'll lack would be his pass catching ability and he had some drops, plenty of drops last season too. So
1: Which blows my mind. Which blows my mind because when you take running backs and football players in general and you're talking about an offensive player and a mm -hmm. weapon and a skill position. To say that they can't catch the ball is well. He can.
0: He just had a couple drops. In exactly. Big
1: they grew up. They grew up playing catch. Like that's how you start playing. <laughs> you, you go out and you, you throw the ball. You grew up
0: shooting hoops, and that doesn't make you a good shooter. You grew up dribbling a basketball, It doesn't make you a good ball handler. You know. I, I think that's a tough, tough way to. I, I
1: disagree. What, what about I free throws? Your star player in Philly player can't can make a free throw. That's not. You didn't
0: have to bring that up. <laughs> Anyways, X's and O's wise, like I said, I, it sucks that he's out. It, I hope The report is still not official, but they do fear he tours ACL.
1: Just rip the bat. Yeah, the,
0: the, the Ravens will be fine without Dobbins for the most part. He'll definitely be missed, but um just sucks. And what it really does, though, it it's my least favorite part of football. Injuries are guaranteed in the NFL. Like in, in the NBA – it sucks when you know Kyrie rolls his ankle. It sucks when Harden's hamstring goes, or KD's Achilles, or this entire year. It sucks with the injuries, or Ben's but, brain. But like in football, it's just like you know that five or or eight of the top fun players in the league are going to just tear something, and it just sucks to think about it. And that's what is upsetting about football. But it's the game.
1: It's almost more of a shock when they don't get injured, especially when you're a fan of a Philadelphia team. Uh,
0: Final thing on the pod, Cristiano Ronaldo closes the craziest transfer window we've ever seen. Messi goes to PSG. We're like, oh, my God. Man City signs Jack Grealish, who's a wonderkin from Abe's English national team. And then all of a sudden, Ronaldo's like, I want out. And so they're like, okay, where is he going? Uh, Man City, who was rumored to Messi, rumored to Harry Kane, who's staying in Tottenham. Come on, you Spurs. And then Ronaldo is going to Man City. And he didn't start his career at uh, United, but that's where he, he made his career or started like becoming a star before Madrid. And they're like, oh, my God, he's going to City. 24 hours later... Flipped on his head. He returns to Manchester United. And it's the most liked Instagram post in the history of sports. Christy, Christy huh. is back.
1: If, Let me ask you a question. As someone who really doesn't know much about soccer but pretends that I do, let me ask you a question. Who controls their fate more as a group of players? Is it soccer players or is it NBA players? Where is player empowerment? Stronger? Probably NBA players. Yeah, you think, like, what would it have taken? What would have happened if um, Juventus was just like, no?
0: It it doesn't really happen. Like, it's normally a mutual thing. For example, like, I think the perfect example.
1: Yeah, well, of course, it's like it's like Juve, he wants out of Juventus. Juventus sits back and be like, damn, we're losing Ronaldo. But $200 million is right, the worst. Thing to right.
0: Have. That's that's part of it. But I think the perfect example is Kane this summer, right? Like the rumors were he needed to go, he wants to go. Tottenham's not building. It's his turn to like get whatever, to to get cashed out and all this. And like, you know, he he kept quiet. He showed up and was like I'll do whatever he came off the bench for a game and then they essentially announced that he's not leaving and he's back in the starting lineup like he didn't throw a and like fit he didn't try and gain 40 pounds sneakily like overnight so he would force his way out it's normally a mutual thing now of course there there's definitely players and it is common to be outspoken about it and at that point they just find the situation there's not, I mean, NFL level holdouts like Levyon, right, or or other players like mm-hmm. that. Um, so I give it to the NBA. But
1: what do our what do our Spurs have to do to become a transfer window destination? <laughs>
0: the The problem is the owner is a little a little cheap, and they've just shot themselves in the foot over the past eighteen months. I mean, two years ago they were in an incredible spot, and they just haven't been doing great. But they're currently three and zero, and I. Th- I, I they think are. they've won all three games, won nothing. So
1: So I so I followed Tottenham on, on Twitter a little while ago and I so I'm fully engulfed as yes. a Tottenham fan now. And I saw we're on they tweeted we're onto the group stage, and then I think Bleacher Report tweeted something. Um the group stage is set, and I scrolled through and it's all these animations of the groups. So I'm like, what the fuck? Mm. Where's Tottenham? And then I realized they're just in a group stage of yeah they didn't
0: make the Champions League so the top four teams make the Champions League and they didn't make it and that's what prevents you from being a transfer target people the t-
1: bro there were some squads in that in that group stage well because it's never the top heard.
0: four in England it's the top four in Spain Germany but also like you know Denmark and and other other places like such so yeah it's
1: is 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 Tottenham like the word Tottenham. Is that a physical place?
0: Um, they're in London, so I'm gonna go with no. I'm gonna go with no. Hmm. How
1: about Juventus? Is that a place?
0: Juventus is in Turin, Italy. Arsenal's in London as well, but like Liverpool's a place. Yeah, hmm. yeah. interesting. That's a that's a good question, Abe. That's it. Thanks. I want to give us one final analogy just so I think everyone who's not in the soccer world can understand. This would be like LeBron coming back to Cleveland, but like maybe like now, like a few years at like when LeBron came back to Cleveland, he was like very clearly in his prime and could carry an entire team. Renato can still get the job done, but it's not like it's also different in soccer. He's just not going to carry the entire team. And they're not even close mm. to the best team. So, City's definitely still the favorite, but it makes it fun. And I will definitely be watching Ronaldo on the front.
1: Oh my God. One last thing, Jack. Stock down Baltimore, Maryland, where you're from. Holy shit. Have you ever heard of Cave? <laughs> Have you ever heard of Cave? It's Sally across golf the club?
0: street from Max and Quinn's house. Like, Is literally, it a mini golf I course? know the scoring.
1: Twenty-one. Bryson leads at 21-under, tied with Patrick Cantley at 25-under, and then third, fourth, and fifth, 18-under, 17-under, 17-under at the BMW yeah, it's Championship. Yeah, pl- it's playing soft. Like, stock down, it's PGA. All
0: right. Well, Abe, I'll see you for a fantasy draft on Thursday. Ha-
1: I will report back with my decision. I can't believe that I'm seriously now considering Travis Kelsey at Ford We'll local.
0: discuss more. Snapback fam, much love. Peace.